Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. And before we actually start the show, I just wanted to do a couple of shout-outs and a reminder. Uh, Today, first off, is September 7th, 2022, a sweltering day here in Roseville, California, where we live. And I wanted to remind everybody that um, those of you who aren't able to listen live, that there are a lot of platforms you can listen to our show on, and they are as follows. Amazon Music, Google Podcast, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Apple Podcast. So check in your favorite platform and listen to our shows that happened in the past. Secondarily, I wanted to throw out a hello and a shout out to two very special people. They don't know each other, but they know us. One is our friend, astrologer Gavin, and we're just sending out lots of love to him since his mother passed. And also one of my uh, readies, and I'm just going to use her initials T.A., and wishing her luck in today's event that's happening for her. All right. If you've lived in this world for any length of time, you've come to know that life here is full of ups and downs for everyone. Granted, there are many people in the world who appear to others as having a particularly tough life. Yet, no matter how seemingly badly life has treated them, they also tend to experience some up times that are much better for them. On the other end, it seems that the most successful, the happiest, or even the most enlightened people on the planet have quite a variety of ups and downs in their lives. It's normal. That's what a lot of people may not understand about life. Why would someone who leads a most healthy lifestyle in their diet, exercise, and relationships fall gravely ill, while others who feast on junk food, alcohol, and being couch potatoes sometimes seem impervious to illness? While some spiritually awake teachers were known to have radiant health even into their 80s, 90s, and 100s, Other equally awake teachers died at a much younger age of cancer or other serious illnesses. And that's just about their physical health challenges. How about the wide range of other challenges that seem to befall all of of us at one time or another without seeming discrimination, like financial, legal, social, political, or even psychic ones? Not only doesn't it seem fair at times, I know you all feel that way sometimes, but aren't we supposed to be able to avoid the downside of life if we've lived according to the laws of nature or God's commandments or something else? Well, yes and no. Yes, life in this world tends to get better when we live in harmony with the laws of nature. 
And yes, life gets even better when we live according to God's commandments or other deeply thought out guidance. But no matter how we live our lives here in the world, it is still life in this world. This world, remember, is a divided world. It is a world built on two-ness, while spirit is oneness. Although we each incarnate in this world of two-ness as the oneness of spirit, we still experience the two-ness of the world. The secret to our spiritual success, if you will, is to master keeping our awareness on the oneness of spirit while we experience the constant two-ness of the world. As long as we firmly know and experience the undivided oneness of our own true beingness within us, we can enjoy experiencing the two-ness of everything in this world. The world is always going to be the product of two-ness, yet we have to remember with certainty that we are truly not of this world. So, as long as you are incarnated in this world of two-ness, There's going to be experiences that you might call up or healthy, beneficial, production, productive, or so on, while there will also be experiences that you might call down or challenging and not so much fun. A world of two-ness is a world of dichotomies. To every up will invariably be a down, to every right, a left, to every masculine, a feminine, to every front, a back, and so forth. If there are people here you would consider saints, there are bound to be those who you would consider sinners. That's saying it nicely. Expecting that life in the world should be all up or good and no down or bad would surely result in failure, disappointment, and invalidation. The dichotomies are just an integral part of life here. What tends to make anyone expect that life should be all good is that in spirit, it is. In spirit, there are no opposites because spirit is undivided and whole. Spirit is. Spirit has no ups or downs, no rights or lefts, no masculine or feminines, ultimately. So as you are incarnated here in this world of two-ness, you are going to experience the two sides of everything. That is, until you become fully aware of the oneness of eternal life and of undivided spirit. When you keep your awareness on that undividedness of spirit, then you will still experience the ups and downs in the world, but you won't make it a problem that you have to fight or solve. Whether the world presents you with an up condition or a down condition, you'll still be the whole and undivided spirit in your awareness and your experience would be that of undivided or unconditional love, everlasting peace, and limitless joy. Wouldn't that be nice? Whether the world is at a high point or at a low, you'll continue to be at peace and joyful. Walking and living that line of neutrality heals you in the oneness of spirit. If that's true, that living your life from a space of neutrality will allow you to experience life as peaceful, joyous, and free, regardless of the conditions or situations of the world, what is it that makes you experience the upside of life as good, inspiring, and enjoyable, and the downside of life as bad, 
tedious, or even painful, and certainly not happy-making. Well, that's what we're devoting today's episode to exploring. We're calling it Being, Not Becoming, Surf the Ups and Downs of Life. Although I'm certainly not a surfer and never even wanted to surf myself, I most certainly appreciate what surfers do and what diehard surfers live for. It must be an extraordinary experience when they are able to successfully catch especially a big wave and ride it gracefully toward the shore. I'm pretty sure that they would experience that as kind of a high. Yet surfing can serve as a wonderful metaphor for living life in this world, even for those of us who have little or no interest standing on a little piece of polished driftwood or an expensive craft of refined plastic in the middle of a seemingly endless ocean in stormy conditions with a high probability of getting killed. And I know I would. After all, we're all standing on two relatively small platforms we call our feet on this little rock we call Earth in this vast galaxy amongst trillions of other vast galaxies floating in nothingness. Hmm. Putting it that way, surfing big waves in the middle of the storm-affected ocean doesn't seem quite as intimidating by comparison, does it? At any rate, what makes surfing an apt metaphor for living life here incarnated in the world as a spiritual being is that life experience here always has its ups as well as its downs, as I said, and just like a surfer, we each have to learn to navigate those ups and downs successfully if we are to reach our destined shore, especially in one piece. Have you ever noticed that no enlightened master ever said, that it was a piece of cake to be incarnated as a human being here in the world? Mm-hmm. I've never heard or read of any of them even hinting that things would be easy here. It seems that the word to the wise here would be to learn to surf the ups and downs of life as soon as possible. Then you wouldn't get tossed around and threatened with drowning as much. Once you start to consistently surf well in living your life, you might be like those surfers on the high of successfully surfing the big ones. You'll definitely come more alive no matter how alive you might feel right now. So um, it's it's not a piece of cake, but and that means it's not as easy as pie either, right? <laughs> so, Depends on which pie you're talking about. I, I think the mathematical pie would be yeah. difficult. It's, it's an irrational number. <laughs> <laughs> it's an irrational world. Uh, yes, that's why uh, neither pie or cake. Uh, I'll, I'll stick with ice cream, especially in this weather. <laughs> but even though, you know, I've never surfed on a surfboard uh, in my much younger days, <laughs> I loved to go body surfing, and then I uh, graduated to boogie boarding. Well, I went from body surfing to boogie boarding after I recovered from meeting a wave <laughs> that told me to go pound sound, sand. <laughs> With his head. With my head. <laughs> oh, boy, that was Yeah, uh, it was one of those times when I was waiting for the perfect <clears throat> wave in Southern California. Beautiful day. 
and one showed up. Yeah, hey. So I caught it perfectly, and I was riding it blissfully towards shore when, with no warning, it just crashed. Just like a person, you know, suddenly falling because their legs just give out from underneath them. Yeah, that was what the wave was like. I was just riding it perfectly, and, and then, bam, I went from surfing the wave, headed for shore, to instantly going perpendicular to the hard-packed sand of the ocean floor below me, head first. I, I really got dumped. <laughs> I experienced a power of even a normal-sized wave when it meets the solid resistance of the ocean floor. Whoa. Well, the angels were with me, I am certain. I read one week later in the local newspaper there that at the exact same spot where I crashed, along that shoreline, you know, a promising young medical doctor who was an avid body surfer became an instant paraplegic when a normal-looking wave collapsed under him and pounded him headfirst into the hard ground below. The very same hard ground Michael yeah. had hit, what, the day before or so? Yeah, yeah, just about the day before. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, so I was extremely fortunate that it only took me six months of chiropractic treatments, massages, and extensive self-healing to regain about 50% of my neck range of motion, and maybe another six months to regain most of the rest of it. So I, I got back. So I got myself a good boogie board <laughs> so I would have something beneath me to give me a bit more stability to maneuver. Yet my experiences in body surfing and boogie boarding and much later on a little bit of stand-up paddling in the surf showed me the similarities of surfing and living life here in this world of never-ending dichotomies. You have to ride on that still point that neutral point between two opposites, between the polarities of up and down, front and back, right and left, if you're going to glide through the rigors of life relatively unscathed. I'm sure that's a big part of why I'm still here in this world, in, relatively speaking, one piece. <laughs> After all the things you've heard of Michael talk about it, what's quote-unquote happened to him, it is surprising. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, my angels and, and spirit guides, uh, I think they, they get double-time pay, overtime for sure, and double-time pay, and, and probably hazard duty pay. <laughs> uh, so what's the key to surfing the ups and downs of life here? To put it simply, it's, it's a question of whether you end up becoming the ups and downs or the variety of dichotomies you encounter in your life or you learn to be yourself as you truly are, as undivided spirit and merely experience in neutrality whatever you're experiencing in your life. You have to learn to surf that line of neutrality, that straight and narrow path that middle way between the ups and downs of polarity in this world. The whole secret is the difference between becoming and being. Remember, you are a spiritual being, or more accurately, 
you are. Which means you are spirit beingness, not a singular, separate body or thing unto itself. When you are, you just experience life and all that happens in this world and beyond. You recognize if you are aware of the goings-on of this world, it's always going to be divided into this and that, yes and no, day and night. You also realize that whenever you're aware of undivided unity of spirit, you experience reality as eternal and limitless and without dichotomies. Eternal life knows no death or end. Limitlessness has no boundaries that separate it from something else. There's no experience of time or space. It's just an experience of oneness of beingness, of never-ending light, of unconditional lovingness, of eternal bliss. Being your true beingness, how can you not be joyous or at peace no matter what happens in the world you're living in? When then do we end up becoming our experience of the ever-changing conditions of life in the world? Ah, easy. We forget. We become unaware of our true nature as spirit as one undivided spirit. We perceive everyone in terms of the apparent rules governing this worldly existence and end up believing that everyone is a separate body because everyone seems to express themselves differently on the outside than everyone else. Well, we're coming upon our first break already. So we wanted to invite you, which we like to do during this part portion, to sign up for our powerful and illuminating remote four Zoom class plus a bonus bonus gift Q&A weekend event on Saturday, September 17th and Sunday, September 18th. That's a week from a weekend from this one coming up. And here are the titles for everything. The overall title for this wonderful seminar weekend, which is open to everyone, is Psychic Tools for Living Your Creative Soul Life Now. And I'd like to read off the uh, uh, teleclass titles. The Saturday morning class title is Acceptance and Change, Psychic Tools for Creating Healing in relationships, the Saturday afternoon class is You're Never Too Late, Psychic Tools for Creating a Fresh Start. And the Zoom classes on Sunday will be Pulling Miracles Out of Thin Air, Psychic Tools for Creating a New Solution. And the afternoon class is Seeing Where You're Going, Psychic Tools for Creating Your Next Step. Plus, anyone who takes part in at least one of these classes during this weekend event can join us for our fun and profound bonus post-class Zoom Q&A talk story and social on Sunday following the last Zoom class. For the full write-up and details or to sign up, go to this September events calendar section at our website, michaeltamora.com, or call our office at 530926 2650 Northern California number weekdays during normal business hour specific time and speak with our fabulous assistant Debbie who will help you with everything. 
In just a bit, we'll continue with Being Not Becoming. Surf the ups and downs of life. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. We've been addressing how you can learn to remain being yourself instead of becoming what you experience or becoming your reactions to your experience. If you're successful in doing that, you'll be able to surf the ups and downs of life effortlessly. Let's explore that further. Well, before the break, I was talking about being here as the oneness of spirit, but experiencing life in this world which is Tunis, a life, a world of Tunis. And I was talking about, you know, why is it that we have so much trouble and end up becoming the experience of the Tunis of the world rather than continuing to experience ourselves in the oneness of spirit while we go through living here in the Tunis of the world? Well, I was talking about uh, we forget. (laughs) We forget who we are. But if we turn our awareness inward, such as in meditation, we start to remember. Ah, That's really the purpose of meditation is turning our awareness inward instead of constantly immersed in the awareness of the world of two-ness all the time. And starting to believe that, oh, yeah, you know, everything is tunis and I, I, I go up and I go down and I feel this way and I feel that way. And I, I, I get born and I'm going to die 
we we just get immersed in that experience. It's like being tossed around in the waves of the ocean. Yeah, ups and downs instead of surfing. And you know what happens if you get tossed around (laughs) in the waves of the ocean. Well, uh, how long can you keep on being bashed down with the waves, right? Okay, so sooner or later, in the ups and downs of life here in this two-ness of the world, we have to learn to surf those ups and downs, which is a way of saying we need to learn to just be and experience that rather than become it and go up with the ups and downs with the down, right? When it's sunny, you're happy. When it rains, you're sad. You know, you don't have to become the world because you're not of the world. So we, we begin to experience, when we go into meditation and turn our awareness inward, we begin to experience what we had forgotten or neglected within our own beingness. We begin to experience light, the unchanging unity. We begin to experience the endless awareness. We begin to be really happy without a need for a reason. I don't need a reason to be happy. Ah, until then, however, we are always seeking for something better, something less disturbing, something safer, something longer lasting in the world. And there's no such thing or condition in the world. In the world, what is born eventually will die. What is made will eventually perish down to the last subatomic particle or wave, it continuously changes up and down, side to side. (laughs) Choosing to just be as you are requires you to fully accept yourself as you are first. And to accept yourself fully as you are, you have to be happy with yourself as you already are. If you're not, you'll always want to change yourself, improve yourself. Yet that desire arises from you not knowing who or how you are in truth. You're basing your choice and assumption on some kind of lack in yourself, on mere images you hold in your mind about yourself and not the truth of your beingness. When you start to pay attention to what you're experiencing within your own mind, you begin to become more and more aware that all those changing qualities and conditions that you thought were part of who you are are not. They're merely different outfits you're trying on. Some you decide to keep on for a while, whereas others you discard right away. But the real you that is experiencing those changing conditions never changes. You simply are. The awareness that you are never changes, although what you are aware of at any given moment can be entirely different the next moment. Your beingness remains true. Your awareness remains awareness. And your experience of yourself is what we could easily call continuous joyousness and freedom. Arriving at this conclusion through experience is what we call the process of awakening or enlightenment. A soul 
can go through many, many incarnations here to get to its full enlightenment or realization. There's an ancient meditation practice that was sometimes called neti neti in Sanskrit. It translates roughly in English as not this, not that. (laughs) In a sense, the practice of this awareness exercise, if you will, is learning to unbecome identifying yourself with the experience of the changing conditions of this world and your body. It serves as a reminder to yourself that you're not this pain. You're not this anger. You're not this separate body. You're not your mind. You're not your thoughts. You're not that object. You're not this object. And so on. Ah, neti neti. <laughs> Sounds like it has something to do with the nose. <laughs> with the uh, different meaning. Okay. So when it's all said and done, what are you? Huh. In a word, you're not a thing. <laughs> no thing. Nothing in the divided world. All the stuff in this world is literally stuff. You're none of none of that stuff. What's left when you unbecome whatever you had formerly identified yourself with in the past, you're left being just you, beingness itself, the experience of which is unmitigated happiness, unconditional lovingness. Eternal peace. And of course, before we get there, we have a little work to do. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all right. Um, I remember a long time ago when I was in my early, early 20s, I had some roommates I lived with in San Francisco. And I love this analogy about surfing because I've used it many times uh, in my readings as well as when I taught. And one of the things that I remember way back in the year that I lived, actually it was about two years that I lived in San Francisco, is I got very close to this couple I was living with. They were really good people. I loved them dearly. And one night I had a dream about them where we were both, all three of us were surfing in the ocean. And they're surfing, uh, went in a completely different direction, went far away from me. And when I woke up from that dream, I realized they are going to drift away from me very soon. I had not had my psychic training at the time, but I'd had enough predictive dreams to know when I was being warned or shown that something was going to change in my life. And also that water represents emotions, thoughts, pictures, programming, especially emotions. You know, water is a great representative of emotions because water comes, water goes, water flows. I love the the flowing of a river. You know, it comes from one, one area and flows to another area, and eventually it goes into the oneness of a great ocean somewhere. So with working with the ups and downs of life, you're going to have people come into your life and either with these two, I had a really, really good experience. And if you sat down with me and asked me to talk about them, you might not have even liked the characters, but I loved them. I cared about them. And yet they were 
surfing in a different direction than where I was going. And I had a long way to go, even at that point, because I was a little bit off my path at the time. And uh, the coming together with some old friends that I loved and completing whatever karma I had with them on a very positive level was done. And so it was time to move on. The other thing I wanted to talk about is in my generation, and some of you uh, might know that we're baby boomers, very much so, we had, when we were young, we had a question or a comment, actually, that we said a lot, and that was question authority, question authority. We, we didn't like authority. We said it a lot, and it was like pointing the finger at something outside of ourselves to place the blame on how screwed up things are. And it's funny being part of a generation now that has, is having the finger pointed at them the baby boomers are why everything is all screwed up. But how about a new question? How about question the world? Question the world around you. You're not the world. You're, you're experiencing the world because you're here, and you don't have to go into agony about it or anything, but it's just a thought. Question the world. What is really going on? Is this all experience all in your mind? And you're learning to work with yourself so that you don't get pulled into something like a world. What, what do you call that in the ocean where it's a, like a whirlpool? It's a whirlpool. You get whirlpooled into something, and sometimes that whirlpool will drown you. Sometimes it spits you out. Michael had that experience once uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. when he was on a river with his son when he was quite young where they actually went all the way down into the whirlpool and it could have killed everybody on the raft but they were able to pop out of it and um, part of it was because the person who got them in that situation in the first place had given them the right instructions on what to do if an emergency happened and everybody could hear it. And we were surfing. <laughs> yeah, surfing. In, in Up, a, we were surfing upstream on the river on the white waters. It was the most amazing experience. And scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we got sucked into the hole, it's, I think it's called the hole. It's where, you know, the power of a river, just like the power of the ocean waves, is enormous. And there's this place where... Uh, the the downcoming water of the river and the upflowing part of the river uh, converge and they suck into this. It just looks like a little line of you know water there, unless you know what what you're looking at. But this uh, our river guide was an expert, super extreme. He was an extreme kayaker, and. So what he was doing with us was just kind of boring for him. <laughs> we thought it was plenty exciting, but he says, let's make it a little more exciting. And do you guys ever go surfing on the river? And we said, no, uh, surfing on the river? He says, yeah, you have to go upstream. And then you catch the surf, and you can stay there all day. I thought, well, that sounds interesting. But so we he trains us. He says, but in order to uh, – he said – Nothing's going to happen, but it's, it could be if this one little thing happens, it's extremely dangerous. So I'm going to have to train you uh, before we do it. And so then 
we go through his training and everything, and he says, wow, you guys are just coming together really well as a team. So he goes, okay, we're going to do it. We paddle like crazy upstream against the current, and next thing he says, okay, just keep on bailing, and we just pop up onto this surf that's going the opposite direction from the river. And once he pop on, he's holding us by his rudder. He's holding us right on the surf. And it was just like surfing in the ocean, except going upstream instead of downstream. And so we're just riding this one eternal surf. And it was just most amazing experience until <laughs> he basically said, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and, and we knew. And as soon as he said that, he gave the command he, he trained us for. And it was, I forgot the word, but it was something left, which meant all of us sitting on the right edge of the raft had to not think, not do anything, just obey right away, jump on top of the people sitting on the left edge of the raft. Yeah, it seems completely counterintuitive. And every cell in your body tells you, no, you have to go the other way. But, hey, he trained us well. We, we followed, knew we had to do it, flew over to the left side, and landed on the people on the left side. Because when he said that, we got sucked under. The entire raft got sucked under the river. And he says, once you get sucked under, if you don't do it right, you don't come back out because the force holding you down is so huge. So anyway, uh, we did it. Apparently, we did it right. <laughs> My son, who was what, about 12? No, he was about Ten. eight. Oh, eight. He was a little guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. He flew out. He was so like He flew out, and I had to grab him. And at that moment, I had to make the decision. Do I just let him go because he's flying out of the hole we're getting sucked under? But I knew, no, if I don't have him with me, he's not going to make it. So I grabbed him, pulled him under with the rest of us going into the hole. That was, that was a moment. And then we got popped out. <laughs> a great symbol of how we handle surfing our, <laughs> surfing yes well our second break is here and we wanted to remind you to please friend us on facebook by looking up michael and Raphael tamora living the miracle radio show we appreciate your comments and feedback on our posts also if you're interested in what we're up to and where and when we're doing that Please sign up for our free newsletter on our website, michaeltamora.com, and even get your free MP3 download of the two-hour introductory class to our comprehensive audio self-study course, Psychic Tools and Life Mastery Practices for Living Your Soul Purpose. When we return, we'll get back to being, not becoming, surf the ups and downs of life. We'll be right back. us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer 
at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's great to have you back. Today we've been exploring how you can serve the ups and downs of life by being yourself rather than being tossed around by life's many big waves when you become your experience. There's a great difference, and there's a lot to learn about that. So let's see what else we can find out. Yeah, before the break, I was finishing up telling the story about when uh, my son, the younger son, who was about eight years old at the time, and I got pulled under with the rest of our what was it, a, a seven-person raft in the white waters uh, where we were surfing on top of this thing called a hole in the river. And the idea is if you, as long as you don't get sucked into the hole, but if you get sucked into the hole, the, the force of the river is coming, you know, the uh, downward current and the upward current are meeting in that hole. So it's double power the entire force of the river is pushing anything that goes into that little hole uh, down, and it just is keeping you down. And so later on, after we survived that little trip, <laughs> little experience, uh, I did some research on it, and oh, sure enough, basically, if anybody goes down into that hole, uh, unless there's equipment and, and people, experts who know how to rescue somebody out of a hole like within seconds, you're not coming back out. In fact, in a whole boat, uh, they said even with equipment, it's almost impossible to to uh, pull it out of the hole. It's just the force of the river keeps it down at the bottom. And so when we went, when we were going under, it was quite an experience because all I remember hearing is the the pilot, the, the guide, river guide, uh, giving the command to do this, whatever it was, do left. And he said, if I say do left, then everybody on the right side has to jump on everybody on the left side. At the Because we're sitting not in the raft, we're sitting on the edge of the raft, you know, that floater part of the raft, 
that's where you're set to in order to paddle uh, when you're going whitewater rafting. Anyway, so when I heard something, something left, I just instantly jumped, grabbed my son who was popping out of the hole as we're being sucked under, and I just grabbed him by his uh, life preserver. And it's see, the, that's a, a immediate, like on the spot decision I had to make as a parent of, okay, if I let him go out of this, flying out of this hole, he's not going to get sucked under, but we're right at very rough waters in the, in the current, very powerful current right there. If I let him go, he's going to have to go down the river by himself. And what's the chances of him surviving? Because there's no rescue parties right there, right? So I, I had to make the decision to grab him and take him down with me. Then at least we'll have a chance to help. You know, I'll have a chance to get him out of danger if there's any way we can escape it. All right. So, so we go under. We're going and everything turns completely black because we're completely submerged and sucked into the bottom of the river. And you could still breathe, right? Oh, no, no, it, it was, we're just completely sucked in and underwater. And the next thing, because we did, all of us did the right thing at the right moment, the, the, all of our weight toppling over on the wrong, you know, s- seemingly the wrong side of the raft, uh, because we're flying toward the way we're going down. And, and then when all the weight got pushed to, to the extreme onto the one side, it balanced us out to the opposite. It just was enough force going down in the right way against the force going up, and it popped the whole, all of us and the whole raft out of the hole. It just like, it just shot us out. <laughs> we flew up into the air. Paddles are flying everywhere. Bodies are flying everywhere. And the most amazing miracle is all of us fell back down into the raft into, instead of out into the river. Uh, and so we all were this one big dog pile in the, in the middle of the raft and trying to and untangle ourselves so we can start to paddle our with the one paddle or whatever that was left over in the in the raft, we were able to get out of the uh, white waters and and back to the shore. And uh, <laughs> I think the instructor got in a lot of trouble. Oh, he this. was in <laughs> big big trouble because there was another raft. This raft company had two rafts for us, and we were just in one. The other one was led by this uh, very veteran. Uh, river guide woman and she 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 pulled me aside she was in shock watching from the from the bank they pulled over because she said she was thinking to herself oh no what is he doing about the other river guy she knew what he was doing she said to the other people she said uh he's gonna take them surfing on the hole and there's no way she could stop him from the from the riverbank. And so she's watching, and then she said, then it happened. One minute you guys are surfing, and then the next minute 
you're gone. The boat, paddles, people, everything disappeared from the face of the river. And she said, she said, it was too, I, I went through all the little uh, uh, thoughts of what do you do in an emergency like this? And she said, no, you guys were gone. She said, I had to deal with, I'm going to have to call everybody. I'm going to have to bring an investigation, the whole bit. And she said she just was in shock because there's nothing. When that happens, she says, there's nothing you can do about it. And, uh, and then she says she was about to turn around to start the procedures. And all of a sudden, she saw us pop out. She said, I think she said, it was as if Jonah got spit out by the whale. And, a and miracle. Uh, she said it was absolute total miracle. She says, I've been in this business. I actually uh, know about a couple of instances when this happened. Nobody ever comes out of it. Says, she says, I don't know how you guys did it. So I did give her a couple of, you know, <laughs> good words about our guide. She says, well, he trained us well. And and we followed his instructions as we were getting sucked in. And she says, well, that doesn't excuse him for doing it in the first place. <laughs> so anyway, uh, what that was about in terms of surfing the life's ups and downs. You know, this is the river. It's part of the world. It's got its ups. It's got its downs. It's got its holes. It's got its surf. You know, it's it's got it's all got the whirlpools and world, vortexes. Yeah, changing, <clears throat> changing dynamics. And what saved us besides this guy's, you know, our training and all of us following his uh, uh, command. And how do, you know, six amateurs who basically didn't even know each other, worked together as a team to follow a rule in that instant. Nobody freaked out, which means everybody found some semblance of neutrality where they just go, okay, you know, we're going down. But no one became the going down. Everyone stayed in spirit in that undivided state of neutrality, and they just said, this is what we have to do, and just did it, instead of going, why, I, this isn't, I don't want to do this, or ah, I'm scared. No, no one became the fear, no one became anything other than just themselves, at least for the moment, and that's what really saved us. Then everything worked. Huh. So that's, that's, that's a very dramatic example of Surfing, that's an example of, of staying in that line of neutrality where you neti neti, not this, not that. You don't become the emotions, you don't become your reactions, you don't become your thoughts, you definitely don't become your body. And you stay in the experience of being the spirit that you are. I wanted to add a couple of things to Michael's thoughts as well. One is he made a comment about, you know, improving yourself isn't going to necessarily get you there. But I wanted to add a, a little uh, footnote to that is those of you that are working on improving yourself, you know, in the sense of, say, maybe 
you like to steal things or, you know, gossip yeah, behind people. Yeah, yeah, bad habits. Uh, try, working on yourself in regard to improving that, I think, will lead you much more onto your path than continuing to follow your impulses like yes. that. When I said improving yourself, you don't need to improve your who you truly are. You just have to change what you do with you, yes. right? So if you have a bad habit, you're not the bad habit. You're still you. But yes, definitely you need to improve how you deal with things so that you don't have to continue that bad habit. Absolutely. And then the other thing is uh, regular life experiences that are so challenging at times and f you feel like you're going into that whirlpool. One of those things can be when a beloved person close to you dies or in a, <clears throat> a more specific case of, let's say, a custody court case being lost, sim seemingly unfairly, or any other experience that's really unfair. Ultimately, with these kind of experiences, this is part of your uh, life experience for your life lessons, even if the lesson is, A, I'll never do such and such again, or I have to forgive and let go and let things be, or C, follow your intuition to actually um, let's say if something is unfair to to turn around and fix it. And so in, in some in the court cases they call fighting fighting it, but I like to take the fight out of it and just bringing the truth in, bringing the truth into the best of your ability and meanwhile processing all that emotional energy so that you can actually heal yourself and whoever else is involved. Well, once again, we've come to the end of our show today. We're grateful that you tuned in and hope that you gained some valuable insights and tools to help you learn to gracefully surf the ups and downs of life. Be sure to join us next Wednesday for Having a Bad Day, Laugh Your Way to Heaven First. It's when the going gets bad that you have to lighten up first if you are to successfully navigate your way through the tough spots. A little extension of today's talk. In fact, if you don't laugh a bit, you won't easily access all that is available to you in spirit. Tune in and learn how to overcome challenges when things aren't going your way. Remember, too, we'll be teaching our powerful and enlightening uh, teleclass series. Or excuse me, it's going to be Zoom classes from now on. Psychic Tools for Living Your Creative Soul Life Now. It's a four Zoom class plus a bonus Q&A talk story and social weekend Zoom event on Saturday, September 17th and Sunday, September 18th. Check our website or call our office and speak with Debbie, who will be happy to help you at 530-926-2650 for details or to sign up. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are.
It's your purpose here on earth. 